Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. You're listening to the Unchained Rock Show with me, Steve Harrison. Here we are, TechFest 2018. And it gives me great pleasure to be talking to uh, Mike uh, from The Contortionist. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. So um, I think the last time I was uh, talking to you guys was probably download last year, actually. Yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, and I can't remember for the life of who it was that I was talking to last year, um, prior to the release of the album as well. I believe that you either talked to Eric or Robbie. It was Eric. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all seven feet. <laughs> of them. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that day I was I was sleeping because we're well, yeah. we're at the end of uh, I think like a seven and a half week tour. So yeah. I was sleeping before we played. Yeah, cause, and that was just before the release of the album as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had just released Reimagine, the first single off. That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it seems to have been a, a bit of a, a busy year for uh, for you guys as well. Some nice uh, tours and support slots, periphery, etc., etc. And of course, back over here at the UK and Europe as well. Yeah, yeah, so we've uh, spent some time doing a couple support tours, Periphery, um, we went out with Between the Barrier to Me in the yeah. fall time, um, we went out with a band called Nothing More in the States earlier this no, year. Nothing More very well. Yeah, yeah. and they, they were actually just over here with, uh, they did a bunch of festival shows. They did and Slam I think, Dunk, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they did some shows with Stone Sour, so, yes. yeah. yeah, so those guys, those guys are on to big and, and very bright things. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> and then, yeah, we did a couple headliners, we went to Australia and did a headline tour with Sick as yeah. direct support for us. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of nice to come here today and then they're headlining we're direct support Absolutely, for them. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good little shift in uh, perspectives. And uh, yeah, we're just doing our first European headliner yeah. actually. So yeah, yeah, in support of that album, I suppose. Really. Yeah, yeah. So uh, how the first few dates been then? Amazing. Uh, we were, you know, we've been to Europe three times now, always supporting other bands yes. like Tesseract, Periphery, yeah. Protest the Hero. Yes. Um, so it's our first time kind of venturing on our own. Yeah. And uh, there's always a little bit of worry before you do it. You never know how it's going to go yeah. over. Um, yeah. You just assume you're going to show up and there's going to be five people there and you go, well, you know. <laughs> Well, we gave Europe a shot, and I think we're gonna have to stick <laughs> yeah, to the U.S. market. Yeah. Um, but it's been amazing. It's yeah. been it's been really good. It's uh, very surprising. And then you know we we're pretty much just starting the U.K. portion. Yeah. But the Europe portion was great, especially Germany, because right. Germany's always been a weird spot for us, where we always get off stage and we're like, I don't know if they enjoyed that yeah. or not. Yeah. Um, you know, they're very to themselves people, anyways. They're culturally. Yes. Um, but the, the shows that we just had in Germany were the, the best shows of the tour oh, the right, wildest okay. shows of the tour right yeah. so uh, yeah I mean so far so good yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean that's interesting because I've just been talking to guys from Germany a band called Unprocessed mm-hmm. uh, and they were saying a sort of a similar thing really sometimes that uh, the German fans can be a little bit reserved certainly in the sort of more progressive rock progressive metal sort of scene as it were yeah I, th- I think it's just a cultural thing yeah. they just tend to be a little bit more reserved as people in yeah. general so I think I think it's a, a cultural thing and it's sort of when we came out and the, we just did Berlin and the crowd was insane yeah. mosh pits people jumping on top of each other <laughs> singing along so you know my my perception was totally off yeah. <laughs> indeed so I mean in terms of the, these are your, your first sort of headline dates around the, the UK as one sport the album mm-hmm. is there a, you have a, a different approach or a different mindset to you thinking about as a, as a headline show rather than support slot I mean obviously there's yeah. a difference in the fact that you've got a longer set but, yeah, exactly you know. um, and we kind of we kind of dig in a little deeper into our catalog so say if we're doing a support tour we generally pick the songs that we feel like 
have you know, like songs like say Reimagine or Return to Earth where we have music videos there's yeah, yeah. more of a push it's more well known yes um, whereas when we do a headliner tour we can get into I guess the deeper cuts yeah, yeah. Um, the ones that our diehard fans might know a little yeah. more than people that are just scratching the surface of yeah, what yeah. we do yeah um, so we can go a little deeper with that and we just know that whoever sticks around by the end of the show is probably there to see us so at least you hope um, so we can kind of get away with whatever we want yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I mean what's your sort of um, uh, interpretation of the, of the UK being for you how do you feel about the, the UK each time you come here is it a, a sort I, of an ever growing love for it as they've got for you yeah I love the UK yeah. and specifically uh, London tends to always be an amazing city for us uh, yeah. I mean obviously it's kind of the big hub yeah yeah um, and then Glasgow yeah. is amazing as well. Right. They're a rowdy bunch, yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, you always know it's going to be rowdy when you go there. Um, and honestly, Scotland's kind of become almost almost like a home away from home whenever we're over here for me because the first tour I did here uh, somebody who's a dear friend of mine now was running merchandise for Protest to Hero. Right, okay. And um, if you're listening, Scotty, I love you. Uh, and um, he, he he's from Scotland. So the first time we went there, he introduced us to all his friends, who are actually the guys from Bleed from Within. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Scott, Scott, Haley, Scott yeah. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, Scott Kennedy. So, yeah. so whenever we're there, we're always going out with those guys, and, and they're always a blast. Yeah. And they're always yeah. having an amazing time in Scotland. Yeah. They, always, they always treat us so well, yeah. and the crowds are always so receptive. And then, you know, couple that with the fact that, you know, I have a bunch of friends there now. Yeah, it, yeah. it always feels like I should be there when I'm yeah, there. Yeah, you know, almost like a home from home. Then. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Indeed. So, I mean, uh, in terms of uh, the, the usual sort of album cycles and tours, it's the, the two-year sort of thing, really, but um, do, do you still find sort of opportunities for you and the guys to sort of sit down right in between the, the dates for tours? Because some bands will continue to sort of have ideas and put things down. Others, it's a case of, right, okay, we need a sort of quiet time, time away out of that sort of, uh, the, the touring pressures and... Yeah. It's uh, For us, it's a mixture. So, like, the last album cycle, we did a, a little thing that was, uh, I guess, rediscovered is what we called it. Yes. So we got yeah. to kind of reimagine the songs yeah. and do stuff like that. So that was kind of a cool little intermission, if you will, between yeah. all the touring. Yeah. Um, doing Clairvoyant, we actually were touring in between the writing of. We were supposed to take like a nine-month break to write right. and got a couple tour offers and we're like, you know what, let's kind of break up the monotony right. of writing and yeah. go out and do that. Yeah. And for us, usually where we get most inspired to write is by the bands that we're touring with. Right. We'll tour with a band like Nothing More and we'll go, oh, wow, Like what they're doing is really cool. It's yeah. cool to incorporate some, some stuff like that in yeah, our yeah. music. Or, yeah. you know, you go out with Tesseract and you go, oh, man, you know, yeah. what they're doing is really cool. It'd be cool to bring an aspect of that into yeah. this song. Yeah. Or, and, you know, so when we tour, we get inspired. Uh, but we're always writing. Does that mean that you're going to bring out pieces of steel then at the front of the stage and put yeah, exactly. the bass and yeah, like Nothing More? Yeah, they're gonna launch me up to the ceiling. Uh, yeah, yeah. Talk about a production, man. Those guys, those guys got it right on almost every level yeah, of the yeah, game. Yeah, that's those guys are inspiring in more more ways than just music. Absolutely, because it's funny because um, I mean I've known of Nothing More for quite a lot of years. So they got about sort of three albums before the Nothing yeah. More was released. Yeah, and people think again, it's uh, you know talking to guys from like the likes of Voyager and, and yourselves to a certain extent, where people think oh it's a new band. Yeah, and actually yeah, they've been around the block a, a few. Times yeah. or been around for a few 
few years and slowly refining yeah. their craft before they get out and yeah. do the big push. Yeah. And that's, uh, man, there's something to be said for that because those guys have just taken off like a rocket. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, from the mo- I found out about them through, we got offered a tour that we didn't end up taking, but it was with them in Periphery. Yeah, at the time, I, I was kind of unaware of who they were. Yeah. Um, it was uh, it was an album before uh, the stories we tell. Yeah. And I was pretty pretty unaware with who they were. And they're just, they're everywhere, man. Yeah. You know, they're going out with Papa Roach. They're going out with uh, Break Benjamin, yeah. Stone Sour. And yeah. they're doing it all over the world. Yeah. And honestly, there's not a band that I think deserves it more because they work so hard yeah. in every aspect of the thing when yeah. it comes to press, when it comes to stage production, when it comes to songwriting, yeah. when it comes to just amazing human beings, yeah. too. They, they haven't lost sight of who they are as people yeah. as well, yeah, which is easy to do in this industry. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in those terms, and for yourselves and for the band, what's the, what are your sort of aspirations around the contortionist, and how do you want to sort of progress? Um, I mean, essentially, just we always want to try new things, which new is a subjective word yeah. to whoever you're talking to. So, yeah. for us, we had done the, the heavier stuff, yeah. so we decided to try, you know, some of the more ambient stuff, yes. and then, you know, we did a lot of the more jazz-oriented fusion-style technical metal. And then, so we wanted to focus on songwriting on the last album. And granted, I think we took a better step towards that, but we're still still trying to find our our voices as songwriters and figuring out how to master the different levels of storytelling within a song yeah, yeah. you know because it's it's more than just doing a verse chorus verse chorus yeah, bridge that, chorus you know yeah there, there's more than just the structure there's there's the musicality that plays along and coincides with the lyrical concepts yeah, and things like that and how they they interact and those are all things we're still learning and on top of that we're still learning more about theory and we're just trying to get better in every aspect yeah. and by the end of, at the end of the day you know we just want to be a band that's successful that can tour hopefully not tour all year round you know we can take breaks <laughs> and stuff because you know we've been grinding it out for many years yeah, now. yeah. and uh you know, just just hopefully just keep taking modest steps towards being a band that's yeah. established ourselves and can do this as a career yeah. for the rest of our lives. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, in terms of those sort of uh, changes and the direction, where, so the, the current sort of move then, what, where are you coming sort of drawing the, your ideas from in terms of both musicality and lyrically then? Um, it, it always shifts. Uh, so the last few albums were, lyrically, were based out of uh, something very impactful that happened in my life. So language was a, a very positive album yeah. in comparison to a lot of metal albums that yeah. come out. Yeah. A lot of metal albums tend to be a little darker, a little more cynical in approach with yeah. lyrical concepts. Yeah. So language, um, I just lost uh, one of my best friends uh, to his battle with drugs, which spiraled out of control after his mother lost her battle to cancer. Yeah. So I wanted to write a positive album about a mother and son relationship. So I used the term mother-son in the album as a metaphorical reference to the nurturing light of a parent. Yeah. That's more specifically his mother and him. Yeah. Um, so I wanted a positive album because that's what I needed in my life. Yeah. And to me art usually starts from a selfish place and then becomes more of a shared thing more of a community based uh, piece of art Um, so that's where that album came from the clairvoyant we wanted to shift well I personally lyrically wanted to shift perspectives and go to the darker side of the coin and take that more cynical approach with the lyrical concept Uh, and did a more um, 
grounded in reality based lyrical approach yeah. for that album. Yeah, yes. I mean, so in, I mean, in terms of uh, the choice mm-hmm. then to sort of change a, a bit of a direction, so you to say to move from the sort of heavier end through to the ambient, through to that sort of jazz elements and that influence of electronic aura, etc. Then, so uh, how does that sort of decision to come, come about? And in terms of both all of you as a band, or is there one particular influence that says, "Hey, what about what about something like this"? Um, I think it's a, a band shift, honestly, and we're all we all listen to drastically different things. Yeah, I can we imagine. <laughs> yeah, we, we argue about music constantly. Um, so that alone is always going to make us come up with new and interesting yeah. things. Yeah. To get all six of us to agree to agree on something yeah. is uh, it's a, a challenge to say the least. Yeah, um, and we're all very uh, stubborn in our own right. Yeah, yeah. Um, which in some ways keeps each other grounded. Um, but it's it's kind of everybody kind of has an idea and a trajectory that they're imagining, and then they kind of all morph and we land wherever yeah, it lands. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely common things, and we talk a lot about what our vision is on where we can go yeah. or what the potential ways we can go are you yeah. know um, and you gotta and it's weird because you have to think more than just after you do enough album cycles you figure out that it's more than just writing the music you yeah. have to understand yeah. oh thank you very much uh, you have to understand that James that's mine <laughs> <laughs> um, you understand that there's a lot more that follows after the album there's touring and stuff like that yeah. so you approach the songwriting differently when I was younger it's like oh we're in the studio let's do the wildest thing we can yeah. but you forget when you're on stage you have to breathe and you have to move and you have to interact with the crowd yes. and there's a certain performance that has to be done yeah. so that in turn changes how you write for the next album yeah. and then you know then you go okay well I shifted it so I'm good for a show and then you go okay but can I do this for 70 to 90 shows in yeah, a row yeah yeah because um, when I was younger I thought I was invincible yeah. and then you know we're looking I've been touring now for 13 years yeah. going on 14 yeah uh, only had a bit of success in the last four or five years yeah. but over the course of that that was all practice and learning yeah, yeah. that was, that was yeah. me you yeah. know taking my, my bumps and bruises yeah. to figure out that my voice isn't made of steel and there's certain things I have to do yeah. and I can't I can't redline the whole time yeah. I have to pick and choose my spots so that changes the way I write yeah. that applies to every member and they all figure out the things that work for them yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know you can't just shred for 60 minutes straight yeah. you know? <laughs> some people can and you know those yeah. the, you know Touche to them. Indeed, yeah. That's not me. Yeah, so. uh, yeah there's just things like that. And you take into consideration, you know, how you might view it a couple years after it's complete. Yeah. So. Yeah, indeed. So you're here to uh, play at Techfest on this gloriously sunny day as well, which is uh, good because we're enjoying the sunshine experience in the UK, which is not very often. Yeah. Uh, so you're looking forward to playing Techfest? I am. I'm yeah. gonna, uh, we were scheduled to play, I want to say, two or three I mean, years it's about ago. Two years ago, aren't it? Yeah. Yeah, so we had to cancel. There was, um, we're coming over to do a couple festivals. Um, one of the bigger festivals ended up not happening for us. Yeah, and then we got a tour offer to do a full U.S. tour between the Bear to Me and Animals as Leaders. Yeah. So 
unfortunately business had to take over yeah, and you yeah, know we, we ended up picking up that but yeah. we finally made it you yeah, know, a couple of years later yeah so <laughs> indeed uh, and what's your, your understanding of uh, tech fest as a, as a festival what's that what's your understanding of tech what's your um, knowledge of tech fest as a festival as, as far as I know it's a, it's a festival that is filled with very talented musicians <laughs> and all you got to do is try to keep up you yeah. know that's, that's all you can do <laughs> try to keep up indeed yeah. indeed mm-hmm. so uh, you're doing a few dates in, in the UK what does the sort of rest of 2018 look like then for uh, the contortionist so once we're done with this uh, there's a lot it's a lot that I can't actually the, say there's always um, Al Chestnut things in the pipeline but I can't yeah. say yeah. Um, and pretty much our year is booked up until next year oh, right. uh, we're always usually booked a year in advance yeah, of course yeah. Um, which is a good thing you know knock, yeah, yeah, knock yeah. on I don't think this is actually yeah, wood but let's uh, yeah um, because in this industry it's hard to do that so yeah, we're lucky in the well. sense that we're able to make things work and we've been able to open up enough markets around the world that yeah. we can continue to stay busy yeah, yeah. but we have some very cool things um, potentially new music potentially new videos um, we're trying to break the mold of what the music industry has set forth as a two year album cycle yeah, they, yeah. the rediscovered was a step towards that yeah um, we're going to try to take another step in kind of shattering the mold that they've put in place yeah. that pigeonhole bands into having to yeah. play the same 12 songs yeah, for, from, for two years straight. Yeah. yeah. So, because that's, I mean, that's, I just don't think that's a good way to do it, especially not, I feel like it um, restricts creative people. Yeah. And I mean, I get it from a business aspect, but that's always the tricky part is balancing yeah, yeah. business and art. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there's there's a couple things we're doing very soon uh, that will ch- change some things for us that can put us in a position where people can expect us to always just do what we want to yeah. do. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I'm, I'm of an age where I remember back in the day in the 80s where bands would sort of like release you know two albums in a year, yeah. uh, or like three albums in two years, and then do like, and then do a couple of tours and take a bit of time off, but then they come back with another album. You yeah. Know, like, sort of a lot, of, a lot of people don't even really put into perspective the Beatles were only a band for six, six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> that is so insane. I mean, like, all the stuff that they put out. Yeah. And, like, how many times they shift gears. Absolutely, too. Yeah. Like, this, like, they reinvented themselves so many times over the course yeah. of six years. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, that's unheard of. Yeah, yeah. Unheard of. Definitely. And, I mean, yeah, obviously they're, uh, they're one of if not the biggest band to ever live yeah. and I feel like part of it is due to that fact that yeah. they were able to do that yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well Mike thanks very much for uh, chatting to us here on ARFM uh, thank you uh, for having me uh, no problem at all good to see you guys uh, back over here in the UK and uh, look forward to uh, the news whatever it may be uh, when we uh, get hold of it alright thank you thank <laughs> you very much appreciate it yeah.